0: Father in heaven, we just want to thank you once again this morning. Father, for every privilege and an opportunity to give us to come together as our children. Just want to thank you. Father, this morning, we come to your word. It's the entrance of your word that brings light. It's the unfolding of your word that brings light. That shows us what we are and who we are in the light of your holiness. Not to condemn us. For you said, O Lord, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has set us free from the law of sin and death. Because what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God has done. By sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And he condemned our sin in his flesh. So that we could become the righteousness of God. What an awesome God. You only come to convict. You only come to cleanse. You only come to strengthen us. You only come to us so that you could be on our side. So that we can boldly say if God be for us who can be against us. That we will have indeed the confidence to say that. And therefore this morning, Father, even as we meditate upon your word, convict us, cleanse us, exhort us and charge us up and fire us up this morning. So that Lord, we will be truly be set free from the burden of our sin, the power of our sin. And we'll be released, O Lord, with fresh power, with fresh faith and the fresh anointing. To go about the second part of this year. To that end I pray that you would Lord anoint and bless the meditation of today's word, even in the speaking and in the hearing. We thank you, we praise you for in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So, the offertory song said, I will not fear when darkness falls. His strength Will help me scale these walls. I like that. What if there are no walls? If they just fall flat, would that be better for you? Amen. <laughs> so today's teaching, I've, uh, today's meditation, I titled it as the thread is still red. Okay. I, how many of you can see that? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, the, the, the display in our church offices is better. The thread is still red. Actually, I was um, studying and meditating and through the week I was listening to so many other messages from different men of God. And you need to see that, you know, in, in, you find gold mines in obscure places. We think that, you know, we, if when people have uh, 100,000 subscribers, 250,000 subscribers, then the word is fantastic, etc. But you'll see that when people have about 250 subscribers, ah, what's a you know, small church. 20 views no less than the number of views in our what what do you think what do you expect from such places no but you know when you really really have a heart and you'll see that in obscure places god has his people who have set their hearts unknown people unknown people and you know even as he was sharing uh the word he mentioned this word it says the thread is still red and of course uh I'm not preaching from there, but I just wanted to title today's teaching as that, and you will understand very soon as to why the thread is still red. Okay, uh, remember today we have communion, so even as we uh, listen to the sermon our message, let us prepare our hearts as well. The whole purpose of teaching in Romans chapter ten, we know, verse 17. So then, faith comes by hearing. What does it come? It comes by hearing. Okay, it did, and and hearing comes by the word of God. Other translations will use the word by the message of Christ or the word of Christ. Hearing comes from the word of Christ and therefore it is a preaching of the word which is so important in the last days. Not the reading of the word. It is a preaching of the word. It pleased God through the foolishness of preaching. Okay. To liberate those who believe. And he says, I do not come with excellency of words. I preach Christ and him crucified. He did not display. He preached Christ, uh, preached Christ and, and, and him crucified. Titus right? says, you know, God has revealed his word through preaching. He has manifested his word through preaching. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Therefore every time we come to the, uh, to the, to the study of the word, it is by faith. Okay. We, and, and also that our faith will increase. It's by, it's from one level of faith to the other. Okay. That we will not be having the same faith that we had yesterday. Like the apostles, like the disciples will say, Lord, increase our faith. Because we we need faith for everything. You want to overcome the world. It is this that overcomes it. This is the victory that overcomes the world. What is it? Even our faith. You want to overcome the flesh okay it says or you want, you want to overcome the devil you want to overcome the flesh it says you have to have the word of god inside of your heart you be delivered from the power of sin and to the and to, to become as from a, to be to being a slave of sin to the slave of righteousness because you had a form of doctrine to which you submitted yourself to it's a teaching again you want to overcome the devil it says i right to you young men because you overcame the evil one how did you overcome that evil one because the word of god richly dwells in you and therefore you have overcome the evil one though we need therefore we need faith okay every time we we come lord increase my faith because faith hope and love love is the greatest but in order for us to express ourselves through love we need faith it is faith expressing itself through what through love therefore we need faith for anything okay So just keep that in mind. And verse 16 will say, but then have not all obeyed, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. They have not all obeyed the gospel, it says. Verse 16. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? Okay, we, report means it's a declaration. Who has believed our report, Lord? You see? Will you believe the report today? Whose report will you believe? Who has believed our report? So one of the biggest blocks for Christendom in Christendom is the, is the big sin of unbelief. And unbelief comes in different ways, subtle ways. We need to overcome that. And that is the reason why we have the preaching of the Word of God to break unbelief so that we know the reality of the Word. And the Word of God has got the power to work in those who believe john's gospel chapter 12 verses 37 to 38 but although he had done so many signs before them they still did not believe in him if you just think that miracles will bring you to christ no a lot of people have taken their miracle and they've gone astray that the word of isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled which he spoke lord who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the lord been revealed So this morning will we believe the report of god Hebrews chapter four, we know these verses very well. Just putting today's uh, teaching in perspective: for indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them. If you are coming to the word, to the teaching of the word of God, if it is not profiting you, it is just a vain exercise. Okay? Which they heard did not profit them. Why? Because because it was not mixed with faith in those who heard it. In other translations, uh, the ESV puts it in a much more interesting way. It says, for good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. They were not united by faith with those who listened. We need to be united and say, Lord, you're welcome. Let your word, your word is welcome into my life. For we who are believed enter that rest as he had said. You know, I, I remember several years back. I, I mentioned this some time back. Um, my friend was in uh, one of these Scandinavian countries as a student. Okay, in those countries, the first time they've opened us their universities for students outside Scandinavia with a scholarship. So he got an ad- admission with complete scholarship. So he was one of the first Indians who, were, who was there in that university with a complete scholarship, and he was for two two years. So when Scandinavians saw them, you know they were all scared of them. They had xenophobia, no? So he would be walking on the streets, and the people would see him at least like about 500 meters away, and they would go into the, inside their home and lock their doors. Yeah. All right. In 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 Western countries, because the population is so little, so less, anybody can stop the bus. Okay? You keep walking on the road, and you see this, uh, the 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 RTC bus, okay, Road Transport Corporation bus coming, you just put wave your hand, it'll stop. Because population is less, you know, the driver has got all the time in the world, the uh, uh, roads are very nice, there's not going to be any delay just by stopping. So this guy was going to the university one day and he just waved his hand, the guy okay, looked at him, one look and then he turned his eyes as if he didn't see him, he just went away. Went away. And then there was one person from Scandinavia standing right right ahead, he stopped for that person. No, he was saying, boss, I'm not welcome in this place. Sometimes the word of God is like that. No, it comes and it's not welcome for whatever reason. For whatever reason, the word of God is not welcome. So let us not let, whatever could be your, your reason could be, you could just list your reasons in your mind. It should be united with faith with those who listened or heard. So this morning, Hebrews chapter 11, two verses we'll look at. And then you will understand why this the title is, the thread is still red. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spice with peace. You see, it's interesting, isn't it? The order in Joshua's... First, Rahab is given the message, and then the walls of Jericho come down. When, the moment you come to the new covenant, the walls of Jericho come down first, and then, by faith, they Harlot Rahab. So let us look at the passage from which the faith, by faith, how the walls of Jericho have fallen down. How do they, how do they just come down? Let us read a few passages, and then we'll go step by step in a few minutes and we will finish joshua chapter 6 let's read from verses 1 to 11 and to understand the whole context as to how the walls of jericho came down and what is that faith we're talking about so how do, how do we have that kind of a faith so that the walls of jericho will fall down we'll, we'll see what that jericho means now jericho was securely shut up because of the children of israel the word is interesting in hebrew it means if i have to read Plain Hebrew, it would, it would, uh, it it would read this way. Now Jericho was shut up, shut up. Securely shut up. Means it was locked, bars, secure. None went out, none came in. You know, sometimes if you have uh, unbelieving family, their lives are like this now. Shut up! Okay. Nobody comes out, (laughs) nobody goes in. They are absolutely shut to the gospel. Okay. Alright. Many many nations, uh, Islamic nations, they are shut up. Okay. Nobody comes in, nobody goes out. And if anybody goes out, boy. And the Lord said to Joshua, see I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and, the, and, and it's mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This shall you do six days. The seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times. So how many times is that totally? Six plus seven, thirteen times. Okay. On After twelve, on the thirteenth time, the walls will fall. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn and when you hear the sound of the trumpet that all the people shall... shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of city will fall down flat and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Now this, there's no need to scale the walls. The walls have come down. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, proceed and march around the city and let him who is armed advance before the Ark of the Lord. So it was when Joshua had spoken to the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of Ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the the Lord followed them. The armed men went before the priests who blew the trumpets and the rear guard came after the ark while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. Now Joshua had commanded the people saying you shall not shout or make any noise with your voice nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth. Only, I mean, it's remarkable. Me, meaning, even gusa gusa, it should not be there. Okay, a lot of No, no, nothing. Not even breath should come out of your mouth. Okay. Until the day I say that you shall shout, then you shall shout. Meaning, all the pent-up frustration that you have, that day you can release. No problem. Till that time, zip your lips. And put the key in your pocket, no, just give it to me, maybe, okay. So he had the Ark of the Lord circle the city, going around it once, then they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. What a strange way to bring the Ark down, I mean the walls down, right? Right. But you see, this is faith. Sometimes what God asks you to do, May not be connected at all with the breakthrough that you want. Okay? The need is wine. What is that? The need is wine. Fill it up with? Come on. The need is wine. There's no connection at all. Okay, come on. Go somewhere, buy grape juice, nothing. The need is wine. What you're asked to do and what the need that you have—absolutely, there's no connection—but there is a connection in the uh, in the in the in the physical. There is no connection, but in the spiritual, there is a lot of connection. The problem is, we are all people of sight, and we have, hmm, unfortunately, what we call as unsurrendered reason. I don't say reason. Okay, reason is good. Intelligence is good. As I was mentioning on, on Wednesday, you know, Sergius Paulus, Paulus was an intelligent man. But the problem with that intelligence is, but he was inspired by the spirit of Elimas, the sorcerer. That's the that's reason why I was telling people, you know, I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't have any problem with mathematical ability, but the problem is, who controls the mathematical ability? That's important. See, like Pastor was saying yesterday, he was saying all the scientists, I think one of, this, one of these days he was saying, all the scientists are theists. It's true. They may not be believing in the Yahweh God and Albert Einstein's famous statement. You know what he said? You know, God does not play. Dice, when Heisenberg's uncertainty principle came, we do not know the position of the electron. We only know probabilistically we can tell you where the position of the electron is. He said, Baba, the creator of the universe, does he not know? That is the reason why Hebrews chapter 1 will say, he upholds everything by the word of his power. Not the power of his word but the word of his power now you mean, just think on those lines see so <laughs> see, he was a theist madame curie was a theist newton was a theist many of the old old time what's his name uh, pascal was a theist le paul kronecker was a theist the one who you <laughs> know, his famous statement statement le paul Kronecker's famous statement God made integers, every uh, every other thing is the work of man. God made integers means ones 2, 3, whole numbers. God made everything whole, we all divided. He made everything fraction. God <laughs> made integers, every other thing is the work of man. That is the reason why if you do real analysis and all, you do not know where the number is. You can only asymptotically say, Right, Peter? <laughs> You're looking at me. You see, you see, you see, th- this is the, the the mind of God and the, the problems that you face, they are spiritual. There are so many times there is no connection between what God asks you to do and what you think the solution should be. So keep that in mind when we read the Bible. Lord, give me a reasonable mind, but that let that reason be reason of faith and not. Any other mind? Okay. So he had the, so, so he had the ark of the Lord circle the city going around once. Then they came into the camp and lodged into the camp. We'll come to that later. But let us just look at a few verses first. First verse. Now Jericho was securely shut up. Because the children of, because of the children of Israel, none went out, none came in and the Lord said to Joshua, see. So this is very interesting. People inside Jericho, people outside Jericho. Inside Jericho are the unbelievers outside Jericho. And the Lord says, Joshua, see. And why are they not able to see? Because the name of the place is Jericho. What does Jericho mean? Under the moon. That's what it means. It is moon. That's what it means. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you exactly what it means in the biblical sense. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 16, this is what it says. Then God made two great lights. The greater light to, to rule the day. And the lesser light to rule the night. No, that, that is very interesting, isn't it? The word for lesser, you'll think it's lesser in intensity. No. The word in Hebrew is very interesting. The word in Hebrew means the light which causes grief. Now tell me which was the light which caused grief to God. Satan. And he fell. So, sun to rule the day, moon to rule the night. So the sun shall not smite you by day, understand? Moon smiting us by night, the powers of darkness by night. And the God of Israel, neither sleeps nor slumbers. Let me tell you something. The gods of this world, they have to be awakened. That is the reason why we say, Sri Venkata Chalapate Tava Shuprabhatam. Why do we sing that? Oh Lord, you are sleeping, please wake up. That is Shuprabhatam. Okay. You get up in the morning and you wake up the Lords. Please Lord, help me. Okay. And God says, I wake you up every morning by morning. Not like my son. You turn your back and say, Lord, a little more. He says, Babu Vijay Takata, Suprabhatam and you and you just continue in your bed. You see, the gods of this world, they have to be awakened. That is the reason why on the Mount Carmel, when Elijah is saying, maybe your gods are sleeping, maybe he is gone to relieve himself. In Telugu, it is very interesting. Shanka He's relieving himself maybe, I don't know. Maybe he has to be awakened. Our God neither sleeps nor slumbers. And what is Jericho? Jericho is a place which is under the moon God. That is the reason why sometimes the moon is black. That means he's sleeping. Sometimes it is a full moon. Why? It only gives you reflected light. The only thing which gives light by itself is the sun, basically, for us. You know, stars was also there, but for us at least. You see, the tour, Jericho is a place which is ruled by the lesser light. A place under the influence of the powers of darkness. Okay. That is the reason why they cannot see. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Know these verses very well. But you brethren are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all. You are. Everybody say. All, you are all, hopefully, all sons of light and sons of the day. Who is ruling the day? The greater light. Okay, and whom are you under? You are under the influence of the greater light and who is the greater light? There's no comparison, of course. He is going to decimate the Antichrist with the brightness of his coming. The brightness of his coming. He says, he dwells in the midst of unapproachable light. That is the reason why pastor was saying, you know what? He doesn't allow us to see all it, all of it. Only one person who saw it was Apostle Paul because he needed it. 10,000 sons, not one son. Can you imagine the hardness of his heart? 10,000 sons. That is the reason why he says, I'm a man who was born out of time. Suddenly. Premature baby. (laughs) See? You are sons of light and sons of the day. What is Jericho? Jericho is a place which is ruled by the powers of darkness. And what happens to the powers of darkness? They are absolutely resistant to the gospel. Nobody goes in. Nobody comes out. You know what? Jesus is telling Joshua. Jesus is telling Joshua. Because Jesus is the one who appears to him, he says, "See, Joshua, see, I have given you Jericho. I have given you its king. I have given you its mighty men of all valor. Everybody, I have given you. Can you see? Is a question. Ephesians chapter five. Ephesians chapter five. For you were once." darkness. You were not walking in darkness my dear brothers and sisters. You were darkness. Your mind was absolutely controlled by the influence of the powers of darkness my dear brothers. Whatever thing that you think that you really believed in and the intellects that you gathered, what whatever books that you have read you were once darkness. But now what are you? You are light where? In the Lord. In the Lord. Walk therefore as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Meaning, let, inc- let, let there be an increase of light in your life. What does light mean? That there will be an increase of the revelation of who God really is. And therefore this morning we may be looking at familiar portions. But let us ask God, Lord, grant me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Because it is the revelation of your word that will help me to apply the word in the situation that I am going through. Whatever your situation be. Because God is able to take the word and apply it specifically to your situation. So what is he saying? saying? Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And what should you do? And have no, what? No fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Other translations will use the word, reprove them. Ephesians chapter 5 goes on to say, for it is even shameful to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. So, but all things that are exposed are manifest by the light. For whatever manifests is like. Therefore, we had Madam Rehab, What is she called? A harlot. By the way, by the way, the, her uh, title throughout the Bible doesn't change. Except in one place. You know where it changes? If you read the book of James, harlot. Book of Hebrew, harlot. Old Testament, harlot. You go to book of Matthew, In the genealogy of Jesus Christ, Rahab, no harlot, cleansed, washed, sanctified. So what did the harlot do? By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe. Why? Because she received the light into her life. And she said, you know what? I'm going to expose everything in my life to light. One person. Why are people not able to see? Because they hide. That is the reason why Jesus says, you know, I have not bring condemnation. I've not come to bring condemnation to the world. Don't ever think that, you know. God has not come to the world. Jesus has not come to the world to bring condemnation. But he says, but this is the condemnation. That light has come into the world. But people have what? Loved darkness rather than light. That's the reason why. They love it. They love their sin. So what did she do? She said, you know what? You're welcome. Look at what it says in Hebrews chapter 2. Joshua chapter 2. Goes on the same. Now, before they lay down, that is when the spies, before they were sleeping, she came up to them on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you the land. That the terror of the Lord has fallen on. Where? Us. And all the inhabitants of the land are faint hearted. But why are you not repenting? You see that? Why are you not repenting? Everybody's scared. Do you know that even if you read the book of Revelation, you'll see people are scared. They are scared of the wrath of the Lamb. But you know what? They will not repent. Even when the wrath of the Lamb is poured, they will not repent. One third of the world's uh, world's water resources is gone. One third of the world's uh, uh, vegetation is gone. But they will still not repent of their deeds. They know. They know. The terror of the Lord has fallen. The inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted. But we will still not repent. Goes on to say, For we have heard how the Lord, we all have heard, how the Lord had dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. And what you did to the two kings of the Amorites. And who were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord our God, he is God in heaven, above above and on earth beneath. He says, you know what? I understand. Your God is God. Pharaoh realized it when everything fell apart in his life. And he says, your God is God. But we realized when we saw all those things but you know what we will still not repent why we are blinded simply second Corinthians chapter four verses three to four but even if our gospel is veiled it is veiled to those who are perishing whose mind the gods of this the God of this age has blinded who do not believe second Timothy chapter 2 we know these verses very well it says in humility correcting those who are in opposition if God Perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil having been taken captive by him to do his will. They've been taken captive to do his will. So what does Jericho rep- rep- represent? It represents the spiritual forces which will cause you not to see the light of the gospel. So how do you break it? By faith. You see, I'll give you two examples as to how do you break it. New Testament examples. Luke's gospel chapter 19. You see, whenever we, whenever we study the Bible, we have to study it in uh, complete uh, picture. We should have a Old Testament concept and we also have to have a New Testament concept and when we look at these two, we will get a complete picture. Look at what it says in Luke's gospel chapter 19 and we know this Person very well. I'll read it in the KJV. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. Who was a chief among the publicans. And he was rich. And he sought to see. What does Jericho stop you from seeing? And where was this man? In Jericho. Okay. He was sought to see. And he could not see because of the, everybody can read this, press, I I just put it deliberately. Press, you know what press means, right? MSB. (laughs) Yesterday I heard the first first time I heard mainstream media because of the press. It's not, the press does not mean essentially the the press. It's here, it means, in this context, it means the crowds. So Jesus was there and who was all around him? He wanted to see Jesus. The crowds were there. And what were they doing? I believe they were stopping him from seeing him. Arey, this fellow wants to see Jesus. This chief tax collector, chore of the first order, you will not see. You will not see. You will not see. Hey, Is coming, coming. He's coming. Stop him. Stop him. Stop him. And everywhere, all around, why was he not able to see? Because he was what? Of little stature. Let me tell you my dear brothers and sisters. Sin makes your stature small in the sight of God. Compromise makes your stature small. You know what it says in Luke's gospel chapter 2? Everybody knows this verse very well. Look at what it says. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus what? Increased in what? In wisdom. And stature. Stature. Finding favor with God and with man. You know what is the whole purpose of the teaching of the word of God? So that we increase your? We all come to the fullness of the stature of Jesus Christ. That is the whole purpose of teaching. And what is this man? Small stature. Small stature. It's just not physical. Why? The reason why he the reason why he was not able to see Jesus, he was small in stature and he also did not have what? Favor with God, okay. In this context, no favor with man. He will not see him, that's all. Now there is a saying in Telugu, If your mouth is good and only blessing comes out of your mouth, the entire village will love you. Why does the village not love you? Ah, When you open your mouth, Kampu. Noor manchikunte. Noor So manodu, you know what this guy is. Okay. He cheated people left, right and center. Now he says, I want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus. They all said, no way, brother. No way. Stop them. But you know what he said? faith. What did he say? What did he do? He could not. He went into the whatever tree that is. <laughs> He's He went there and he started looking at Jesus. I am telling you something. It is not an easy thing for a tax collector to climb a tree. Actually. No, whenever you see tax collector. You, in our modern terms IRS officer. Okay. IAS officer. IPS officer. When did you see IPS officer, IAS officer climbing trees? Tell me. Babus, we make way for them. Here, this Babu, you want to see Jesus, everybody, mob mentality, no? They all came and said, he is not going to see. But he was desperate. Desperate. He wanted to just break through. He wanted to come into the light. He was sick and tired of his defeated life. He was sick and tired of his small stature. He was sick and tired of what caused that small stature. He wanted to be tall in the sight of God. So God could see him. By faith he climbed a tree. And when Jesus looked, came to that place, he looked up and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I must what? Not visit your house, Baba. Stay in your house. I want to come and abide forever. See, and you know what he does? But when they saw it, they all complained saying he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. They didn't understand Jesus' words. What did Jesus say? I must stay. What did they think? Guest. That's what people want. People want Jesus to come in? Guest. You come to my home, Jesus. I will give you the best meal. I will make the home very neat. Or, okay, and after 15-20 minutes of fellowship, please leave, okay? Don't stay. You know, there was one man, there was some preacher was giving this illustration. There was one guy who said, Jesus, Jesus, come to my home. He put him, he made a nice room on the top floor, penthouse, full AC. And he put Jesus in that room and he said, Jesus, just ring the bell. I will come and give you all service. Okay. So, you said, okay, fine. He was sitting there, you know, just an illustration, okay. This guy goes and uh, he puts all the things and one day the thief comes to his home, breaks into the entire home, steals the home and he goes. And he comes to Jesus, Jesus, where were you? He said, I was in the top floor. You asked me not to come down. You made me a guest. Guest in the top floor. You gave me strict orders, Baba. And I I don't come into anybody's home uninvited. You ask me to stay in that room, I will stay in that room. You know, he is not like us. He just walk into people's room. He said, Jesus, if you please stay in this room, he will not come. He will respect your word. He will respect. You know what? That's the reason why I like the word respect. I I told you two words I like. The word respect and the word duty. He says, the Lord had respect unto Cain, sorry, Abel and his offer. He respects. He says, okay, fine. This room, you not, know, you don't want to come to my home. Yesterday we had a meeting, no? Uh, they said, Br- brother, word, 20 minutes. I respect. I said, I will not go beyond 20 minutes, one second also. One second also. In fact, I'll lessen it, lessen it, but not go beyond. not. See, Jesus respects it. He respects your word. He says, okay, fine. This is the place that you want to give. Fine. So that is the reason a lot of people have put one place for Jesus and he's there and he's, he's nicely having the food that you're sending. But you know what? The rest of the home is being broken into. You know what Jesus wants? He wants to come and stay, not come and be a guest. Look at what it says. You want Jesus to be, a, be your guest? Look at what he says. Luke's, Luke's gospel chapter 19 verse 8. Zacchaeus stood and said, Lord, look Lord, I give half my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore how many for? Four, four. You know what he's doing? He's taking all those hidden things of darkness. And he, what is he doing? He's bringing it to light. And whatever is hidden, you know what happens when, when you bring everything to the light? It says the blood of Jesus will cleanse you. Cleanse you. That is the reason why 1 John chapter 1 verse 1. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from all sin. All sin will cleanse us. Because you know what? The thread is still red. It has never lost its power. Another example. Mark's Gospel, chapter 10. And they came to which place? Again, Jericho. And, his, and as he went out with his disciples, a, and a great number of people blind Barthimus, the son of what is a What a name. Barthemius means? Son of Timaeus. You know what Timaeus means? Unclean. What are you? Son of the unclean. And where are you? In Jericho. What happens? And when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to what? Cry out. Jesus, thou son of David, have what? Mercy on me. And what did I do? They charged. You know what charging means? They increase the price. You want to come Jesus? You know, there's a saying in Telugu. You know what it means, right? Okay. God has given a gift, but the pujari, this gift should not go to that fellow. He stops it. What does he do? He increases the price. That's exactly what they did in the, in the marketplace, in the, in the, in the temple in Jerusalem. You know what? Jesus came, he chased the money changers, and he spoke to the people who sold what? Who sold what? Doves. The poor people. Made my house into a high house of merchandise. What is it? What do they do? They increase the price. You want to come to Jesus? It will cost you. You have to be good. You have to be righteous. You have to do a lot of good works. Only then Jesus will accept you. You know what he said? He started crying even more, even more. Lord, I can do nothing. Nothing in my hands I bring simply to the cross cycling. You know what happens? And many charged him. And many charged him, okay, it's, it's like summer, oh, huh? my goodness. Uh, and many charged him that he should hold his peace. And he cried a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy He would not stop for anything. Mark 10. And Jesus stood still, commanded him to be called. And they said to the blind man, be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. But right now they said, what? No? Call. He's come. And you know what happens? And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that is to say, my teacher, I want to see. I want to see. I want to see. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. What has made you? Your faith has made you well. And immediately, he received the sight and followed Jesus. So what, what do the, the spies tell Rehab? So the men said to Rehab, we will be blameless of this oath of yours, which you have made us to swear. Unless when we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers and your father's household to your own home. In other words, unless and until you all believe in the blood of Jesus. None of you you will be healed or saved. And then, so it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be upon his own head, and we will be guiltless. And whoever is in your house, his blood shall be on our head, if a hand is laid on him. And if you tell this business of of ours, then we will be free from your oath, which you made us to swear. What is this? What is he saying? Two things he's saying. First thing, don't go out. If you go out, you're your blood is upon your own head. Or if you stay inside and anything happens to you, you your blood upon our head. You, do you see something happening over here? Look at what it says in 14, verse 14. And the men answered and, and said to her, Our lives for yours. If none of you tell this business of us In other words, there's an exchange which is going on. What do you call as the exchange of the cross, right? Just believe. The, see, the, one of the, the simplest thing is to believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's all. Just believe. Not one work that you need to do. The fastest person into the kingdom of heaven, you know it very well, from Luke's gospel chapter 23. Then one of the criminals, who is he? A criminal. He hanged, blasphemed him saying, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answered and rebuked him saying, do you not even fear God? Seeing you are under the same condemnation and we indeed justly for we receive the due reward for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Therefore, what is he saying? He is dying for my sin. He is dying for my sin. He immediately realized his life for my life exchange. You see, Spurgeon said a very powerful statement. He said, on that day on Golgotha, on Calvary, there were three crosses. On one cross, there was a man who was dying for sin. On another cross, there was a man who was dying to sin. And on the third cross, there was a man who was dying in his sin. Which thief will you be? A man who will die in your sin? Or a man who will die for, sorry, to his sin? We cannot die for sin. There was only one person who has done that. That is the reason why I love that song. There is a fountain. Filled with blood, drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood. What? Wash all their guilty stains, everything, everything that you've done, everything will be cleansed. You have to do, you don't have to do one thing to earn the righteousness of God. It's free, freely given. What happens? Next verse. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. You know what he said? He also realizes that he's a king. He looks at the cross and he says, this is a king, for sure. Because only one, only, only kings are, have, have the capacity to extend what? Mercy. Restrain their anger. And Jesus said, assuredly I say to you, not tomorrow, today, you shall be with me in paradise. So this morning is very simple. Very simple. Doesn't matter what your crime is. What your crime is. He is a criminal. Whatever be your crime. Don't try to earn your salvation. We looked at it yesterday. No? The goodness of God that leads us to repentance. He looks at this one man. And he looks at the words that come out of his mouth. The first thing that he opens and he says. Lord, Father, forgive them. For they do not know what they are doing. And he immediately realizes. You know what? This is a king. Only king can extend mercy. You know what is power? Power is not in showing off how, how much, how strong you are. Power in how powerfully you can restrain yourself from showing your strength. That is power. That is power. God restrains and you know what? They believe. Do you believe? Simple. Very simple. Believe in the finished work of Jesus on the cross. You and your household will be saved. And what do they have to do? Nothing. All they need to do is stay in the house. That's all. Believe. So even as, you know, I I, I, I just think about this, uh, about this, about this uh, entire episode, no? The children of Israel are walking around the walls of Jericho. And they're looking at the thread (laughs) which is hanging from the roof. It's there. Still hanging. That will be the only place will not be touched every other thing will fall. Every other thing will fall. That was the thing that saved Rahab. It is also the thing that saved them. Both. But same, saved by the same, the blood of Jesus. So Joshua chapter 6. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your land. Its king, its mighty men of You see, Joshua is looking at him and he says, how do I, how do I see it? Let me tell you something, no? The word of God cannot be understood by everybody. The word of God cannot be understood by everybody. Why are we not able to see? I'll give you a few reasons as to why we are not able to see. Let us look at a few reasons. Joshua chapter five. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went out, went unto him and said unto him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as a captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship him and said unto him, What says my Lord unto his servant? Look at the next verse. And the captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, Lose lose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Joshua comes. He says, he's looking at Jericho and he's thinking, How in the world am I going to get these walls down? He's thinking, how do we scale these walls? He's thinking all these things. no? maybe I should send an infantry. He's just planning out because you know Joshua is a is a fighter. He's the go-getter. Okay, uh, he says, Moses, you go and pray. I'll go and fight. No problem. He's a fighter. He's a he's a military commander. He wants to strategize. He wants to uh, you know uh, plan out his entire resources that he's got. And he's wondering how do we do this? And then he sees the captain of the host drawn with a with a with a sword drawn, and he looks at him and he says, Are you for us? Or are you for adversaries? And he realizes that it's Jesus. He says neither. And he falls flat on his face. What do you want me, want me to do? And Joshua says and uh, Jesus says, take off the sandals from your foot. In other words, he's saying all the plans that you have as to how to overcome Jericho. Please. They're all earthly ideas. Just put them aside. I'm going to tell you. You know why many of us don't see? Many of us don't understand It's not that we don't have intelligence. I'll tell you the reasons. At least five reasons as to why people don't see. Five reasons at least. Five passages of scripture. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. All scripture is given by what? Inspiration of God. Meaning what? It is what? Breathed by God. In other words, unless and until you have a relationship with the breath of God, you will not be able to see. Simple. Unless and until you have been born of the Word and of the Spirit of God, you will not be able to understand Scripture. Impossible. Impossible. Forget about doctrine, forget about reproof, forget about instruction and in righteousness, etc., etc., etc. Unless and until you've been birthed from above, unless and until you have a relationship with the Spirit that breathes the Word, you will not be able to see. That's the reason why many people don't see because they don't have a relationship with the Spirit. That is the reason why First Corinthians chapter two will say, "You know what? These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom speaks, but which the Holy Spirit teaches." Comparing what spiritual things with spiritual things. One of the things that you need to understand whenever you, whenever you make a statement, you come, you come to anybody when when we are discussing. Let's say when we are discussing ideas and thoughts, we make statements. How do you know that we have to take a particular statement from any person? Doesn't matter if he's a pastor or not, not a pastor, a or, or layman. You know, there's nothing like layman or a pastor. But why? Sh- why should we consider somebody else's statement? The only way we should consider somebody else's statement if that person's statement is been backed by the letter and by the spirit of the of the scripture. Unless and until it is, that is happening, I don't want to have anything to do with it. Psychology doesn't matter attention spans don't matter. Oh, let me tell you, no, I'll give you this example over and over again. I went to university. 90% of my professors are boring. 90. You know, many of you do courses in Udemy, Udemy, right? How many of you tried courses on Udemy? Okay. How many of you think that the professors in Udemy were very interesting every lecture? Yeah. But did you not listen to it? Did you not take notes? You know why? Because you want certification. You don't complain. So every statement, which is not, i, I, I sometimes you know, uh, I think about this, no? Paul comes to this place, he's going to leave that place, preaching, 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 preaching. One fellow falls asleep from the third floor. He resurrected, resurrection from the dead and he continues preaching. Continues preaching. I'm, I'm getting honestly, there were times in my life, I heard messages seven by seven, 24 by seven for seven days, continuously, almost. Only while I was, even while I was sleeping, it was still plugged in. That is the reason why I, that habit dies very hard, no? You know, even now, if I have to sleep, something has to be there for me to fall asleep. I think even, uh, Peter also has that uh, problem. It has to, something has to keep on ringing because that is how I listen to the word of God. Times in my life. You know why? Because I wanted to know this God. You know, when you go to universities, I know what I'm talking about. Let me tell you honestly, you go to the best universities, 90% of the professors bore you to death. Okay, I'm giving you a disclaimer, you go to the best, even if you go to MIT. I'm telling you, many of the professors are not even interested in teaching. They're interested in research. They think teaching is a waste of time. They go and fight with the management. You are taking precious time from the researcher to teach these sophomores, means half morons. And the way they come to the class, this equation, did you understand? Okay, please go and refer this textbook. They don't care what uh, feedback you give them. The most boring professor, the, the university will not take him out. Because he's getting a lot of funding. That is only for your tasalli. For your satisfaction. I tell you honestly, no? But suddenly when you come to the kingdom of God, oh, we want everything interesting. Give me formula. Shortcut. You know, I don't want shortcuts. I, I want to know how you got that shortcut. That takes time. Right? Vrindavan is very, laughing very much. That's the reason I ask people, what do you want to be? You want to be, you want to be a people who solve Pythagoras or you want to be Pythagoras? Answer? Ah. I want to have the mind of Christ. No, just give me a formula, no? Just give me one formula. It has to be printed and I will, I will apply it and I will solve my problems. It doesn't happen that way. You know what should happen? A transformation of the mind has to happen. It is not the changing of the situation. It is the changing of the person that is important. A lot of people want situations to change. But God says, I want to change you. Not the situations. I'm using the situations to change you. And you're saying, you know, Lord, Lord change the situation. Like, give me some formula. Give me some formula. Give me some formula. God says, there's no formula. I don't work like that. So he says, I compare spiritual things. You know, there's nothing like passage on baptism in the Bible. Chapter on baptism. Okay? Introduction. (laughs) Theorem 1. Proof. Conclusion. Problem set. Nothing like that. The word of God is what? Line upon line. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. Precept upon precept. Where? Here a little... There a little, in television they are entering. <laughs> Here a little, what should you do therefore? Search. Search the scriptures. That is the reason why it says the Jews in Beria were much more noble than the Jews in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind, but they went home and cher- searched the scriptures to see if the scriptures were right. According, what, what Paul was saying is in accordance with the scriptures or not. And what do we have people? People say, Lord, give me a formula. What formula? There's nothing called formula. God says, I don't give you formula. I give you a person. I don't give you how to solve Pythagoras problems. I give you the mind as to how to gain a Pythagoras mind. I love that. Okay. Give me the mind of Christ. But the natural man does not receive the things of God. Spirit of God. It is foolishness. That is the reason why many people are not able to see because they have not been birthed by the word of the God, word of God. They have not been birthed of the spirit of God. Therefore they are not able to understand the word because they have not been birthed of the spirit. Because the spirit is be given by the inspiration of God. The word is given by the inspiration of God. They are foolishness. For they are foolishness because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual, what does he do? He judges all things. You know what? The spiritual man will allow you to talk. Talk. He will listen. 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 You know, he has has disciplined himself to listen here, here. Doesn't matter who speaks. Listen. Listen. He discerns, judges and says, what is the Lord speaking through me? To me, through all these voices. And he takes those and he says, you know what? This is applicable to me. The rest of it, he chucks into the garbage bin that's a, that's the reason why you know we, we have to have the ability to chew in the meat and to spit out the bones otherwise there is no you know, somebody said very interesting no kabab me haddi mat ban yaar. somebody said bina haddi ke kabab nahi banta kabab me haddi mat but without without haddi there is no kabab we want everything doesn't happen. You see, hear a little. That is the reason why we don't see. Second reason why we don't see. John's Gospel chapter 7 verse, 7, verse 16 onwards. Jesus answered and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone wills to do my will, he will know. Concerning the doctrine. In other words, doesn't matter who speaks. Speak, Lord. Peter, can you come, please, once? I'll tell you. Ingo, Cara, sit down. Sit down here. This is the position. Speak, Lord. Your servant is hearing. Have you seen that any time? What did Mary do? Sitting at Jesus' feet. Learning. Speak, Lord. I'm not talking about uh, postures like this. Okay, Otherwise, it'll be like, you know, Ativinayam, Durta Lakshanam. It's okay, I'll put it back. Thank you. Huh? Speak, Lord. Meaning, whatever you ask me to do, I will. Your will is my command. Remember? David is sitting like this. Oh boy, how I wish somebody would get me the waters of Bethlehem. Three fellows are standing outside, listening. That very night, they risk their lives and get water to refresh him. You know what he says? I cannot drink this water and he pours out his water. And you know what Paul says? My life is being Poured out like a drink offering. You know why this man had incredible understanding of God? Because he had an attitude of a bond 70. He said, Lord, my will is to do your will. So teach me, Lord. Teach me. Teach me. You know what? Many people don't understand. They don't know. Because they don't have this attitude. That is the reason why I like certain things in the Indian culture. Mathur Deva Bhava. Deva Bhava. Acharya. Acharya. Devo. It's good. have that can have an attitude. Looking unto at Jesus, he is our Guru. The author and the finisher of our faith. Speak, Lord. Your servant is hearing. If anyone wills, that is the reason people don't see, because they don't have this attitude. They have why should I sit on like that? Who are you? You never do a you know, they say, no? Who said that? The people who came sent from Pharisees. Who are you, John? You're calling us brood of vipers, very bad. I'm oh, sorry, brood of vipers, no? Brood of you're very, very bad. Who are you? Who are you? Who sent you? Are you that? Are you that? Are you that? Give me your red- credentials. Ordination certificate, etc. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm simply a voice Crying out in the wilderness. Make straight Means your, your parts are, ah, crooked. Make straight. Make straight. That which is crooked cannot be made straight. You know what happens to a snake when you make it straight? Dies. It's not in its nature. That is the reason why create in me, a, a what heart? A clean heart. Not give me a clean heart, Lord. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit. If anyone wills, do you have that attitude? Is Acts chapter two, not Acts chapter seven. Acts chapter two, verse forty onwards, and with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, "Save yourselves from this untoward generation." Okay. Then they that gladly received the word, what were they? What what did happen to them? They were baptized. Meaning what? They died to their will. They died to their will. And then what happened? Many were added. And then what happened? They continued steadfastly in what? In the Who will understand the doctrine? Only those people who are? No, 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 no. Not just born again. Who have gone into the waters of baptism. Who have died to their will. Only they can be taught. We say, no. All our children will be taught of the Lord. And great will be the peace of our children. Great. Only when you have children who, who have a surrendered will. And not all. Unfortunately. Not many, not many children know their interests very soon. Okay, very few are prodigies. Most of them are like us. Very few are prodigies. Most of them are like us. So we have to teach them. Teach them. That is the reason why he tells Timothy, right from childhood, you have known the scriptures which is able to make you wise unto salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. And many people, they are not even baptized. May I got baptized sprinkle? And sprinkling baptism, you know what happens consciously, deep down inside my spirit, it understands that sprinkling baptism and therefore, I will be able to learn. Nothing like that happens. I also got baptized when I was 8 years years old. Sprinkled. Declared. (coughs) Confirmed. (coughs) Lutheran. See? Nothing like that happens. All those who have surrendered wills will be able to see. Why was Elisha able to see? Not Gehazi. Gehazi had his own plans. He was having his five-year plan. Trajectory. This time I will get this offering, this offering. I will go to this house. I will go to this this Bible teaching over there. I will have Bible study over here. I will have one, uh, what is that? Uh, Deliverance conference over here. That day one day I will have one crusade over there. He's calculating nicely. Okay, and then I will send one letter to America and then they will give me some funding. Okay, I will go and pose like this with all the COVID patients with a mask. Okay. She was having a five-year plan. But the staff of Elisha will not work in the hand of Gehazi. What does staff stand for? Authority. But authority is directly proportional to your, to your life. But how can God give you authority unless you are under authority? Have you surrendered? Have you surrendered? Simply. I am asking today for people. Have you said it? God is good. You know what? The goodness of God has to lead us to repentance. And the goodness of God has to make us bond servants. You know why God, why they become bond servants? They said, he loves you. He loves your household. And he's prospering because of you. And he said, I don't want to go. And he says, take your ear, pierce it to the wall. And I'm going to listen to you all the days of my life. I have become your bond servant for life. Out of my own heart, out of my own free will. Therefore, you know what, how he introduces himself? Paul, a dash of Jesus Christ. What of Jesus Christ? A born servant of Jesus Christ. That is the first thing. Therefore, first thing, you should be born again. Second thing, you should be surrendered. Third reason as to why people don't understand. I told you, they want easy formula. My son, if you, look at all these verbs over here. Receive, treasure, incline your heart, apply your heart, cry out, Lift up your voice, seek her. Search. Let me tell you what receive means. You know what receive means? Gathering. You know what gathering is, right? That's what they had to do in the wilderness. Exodus 1616. 16. They had to gather every day. Every day. And they had to come home, nicely powder it, make nice bakes of cakes and eat. Every day we have to gather. Not one day. Not on Sunday. Every day. Not, not even in our daily devotions. Gather. And on the sixth day, what should you do? Gather double. <laughs> not single. So tomorrow is, like today, for example, today is Sunday. So what should you, what will you do on Saturday? Watch more TV or spend time with the Bible, in the Bible more? Simple. Gather. Treasure. In other words, it says hiding. Hiding your words. Treasuring your words. Boy, this is pressure macha. Treasure. They are so precious. Ideas can change your life. Not money. Ideas. One idea. One patent. One idea. One patent. I know, I know, I know PhD students, not like me. PhD students like me, we disco fight a lot. (laughs) You know, there are some PhD students who come out with patents. By the time they finish their PhD, they have at least one or two patient, patents. We come with a debt, they come with an increased bank balance. I know PhD students who've graduated with 6 lakh rupees from a patent. From universities in India. What are they? Ideas. One idea can change your life. That is the idea. Not cellular phone. God-given ideas. Treasure. <coughs> incline your ear. You know what inclination means? I told you, No, Peter is sitting, I am sitting like a servant, please tell me, please teach me, please teach me. I don't know anything. I used to have a student like that. From Egypt. (coughs) When I was in uh, Canada, he used to say, Vijay, I don't know anything. Three days exam. I mean, one week there is exam. It is your responsibility to pass me. Okay. But whatever you ask me to do in this one week, I will do only one week. Okay. And he used to treat me like a Raja. Okay. I never had people coming to my home and driving me. I had a chauffeur driven car as a student in Canada. This would, this fellow used to come. Vijay, I'm here right outside my room. Take me, take me to university. We used to sit. I said, you said, you know what you said, you know, you, you said, you know, I was right. I said, I can sit for any number of hours. How many hours will you sit? He said, Vijay, I don't know anything. How many hours you want me to sit? I will sit. Teach, teach, teach. And all the students in the in the library will be there, no? I used to teach him, teach him, teach him. They are also one day batting only, like many of us, no? So, they used to this, listen to this guy. He used to pay me nice money also. He used to pay me like $15 an hour or something like that. I, I don't remember. Can you imagine if I still teach him like 10 hours in a day, $150 a day, Times seven, all gone. Okay, but it's so you have to all look at this, saw, all come and sit around the tables. <laughs> uh, what is your background? Okay, can you also teach us and teaching? Teaching. I don't know what anything. Start from scratch. Okay, aim radanko. You know, there's a chess player called Mikhal Tal. One of my favorite chess players, okay. <laughs> they say when he started, he was one of the weakest players. Weakest. He knew nothing. And he went to his teacher, he got defeated, 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 defeated. After a while, he started winning, and after he started winning, he could, the, his teacher could never defeat him again. That's a story. That's a legend. And there's a, there's a tournament called Tal Memorial. Even Bobby Fischer, even Bobby Fischer, the greatest chess player, once upon a time, greatest chess player in his lifetime, he got deceived by the smile of Tal. Tal looked at him, he was actually losing, who was losing? Tal was losing. He knew what Fischer, the next move that Fischer would make, would make him lose the match and he looked at Fischer and he gave him the smile. (laughs) Fisher looked at him and he said, oh, "My goodness, that is a wrong move, maybe." And he just blundered at that moment, and he won the match. Tal won the match. See, you know how we started with nothing. You know what? Teach me. That's exactly what Moses comes to comes to Jesus, uh, Jesus and says, Jesus, "Jesus, Jesus, these are your people. I have a degree, PhD from uh, University of Alexandria. Okay, double doctorate in sorcery." Yeah, that is because the wisdom of Egyptians is sorcery. Double doctorate in sorcery and in magic arts, etc. But these are your people. They have to be led by you. Teach me your ways. If I have found favor in your eyes, teach me your ways. You know what that is? Incline your ear. Do you incline your ear? My dear brothers and sisters, I know many, many people who come to the church, but they do not have an inclined ear. They do not have an inclined ear. They have what I call an uncircumcised ear. And what should you do? You should apply your heart. You know what apply application means? Application means you have to bankrupt all your resources. Bankrupt. And you know when you are bankrupt, what will happen? All money is over, then what would you do? Next verse. Cry out! Oh, I pray no more strength left, Lord, please. Cry out, and then lift up. That means he's still not listening. Seek her, search for her, then you will find. What you will find, you will find. You will understand the fear of God, and you will know the true knowledge of God. We don't have this attitude. Many people don't see because they don't. They give up so easily. Fourth attitude. I said five. Fourth attitude and the last attitude. Matthew chapter 11 verse 25. At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank you father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have what? Hidden these things from the wise and the prudent. And whom did you reveal it to? You have revealed it to what? The babes. The babes. The babes. Simple. Simplicity. Okay. Alright. When you come to any class, come with that simplicity. I don't know anything. Sit and learn. You know what God says? It pleased you, Father. You're hidden from all the wise and the prudent and the simple babe like chinna chinna, chinna, chinna they have that kind of an attitude I am completely dependent upon my father for revelation Maria brothers why don't we see it's because we don't have these attitudes we have not fallen flat on our face before Jehovah we have not taken our sandals from off our feet and we want the knowledge of the holy Impossible! Impossible! Why should God give you his, his his? That's the reason why he says, "You know what? I have become a steward of the mysteries of God." Who? Paul has become the steward of the mysteries of God. Why? Because God had found me faithful, faithful, faithful. Okay. Luke ten twenty one. Same same concept. You have revealed it to the babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight, therefore come to Jesus with a childlike attitude today and say, Lord, let me see Lord, let me see, let me have the eyes of faith to see, let me have the eyes of faith to see the deliverance even before he has started before it has started because if I don't see you know what I, I, I will not obey if I don't see I will not obey with my eyes of faith, if I don't see, I will not obey. Joshua chapter 6. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant and let the seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, proceed and march around the city and let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. And then, so it was when Joshua had spoken to the people that seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets. And the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord followed them. The armed men went before. The priests who blew the trumpets were behind. There was a rear guard and the Ark was in the middle. So let me give you a picture as to how they were doing this. Who were in the first? The armed men. After that, the priests. After that, the Ark. And after that, were there was a rear guard. People and the rear guard. So, before... The amen, priest followed, ark of the Covenant into the middle, followed by the rear guard, and they were all going around the circle. So let me tell you one thing. Who, who's all there? Everybody's there. Okay. If you want to have deliverance, there is work. And there is a weight. What is there? There's a work and there's a weight. I'll tell you what that work is. So let us suppose that this is a 20 ton or sorry, not 20 ton, 20 kg weight. I take it from this point and I put it here. Again, I take this from this point and I put it back here. What did I accomplish? Nothing. According to physics, work done, zero. (laughs) Okay. Again, take it up, put it there. Bring it here and put it back. That is how they used to torture prisoners. You know what they used to do? They used to make them carry tons of oh, sorry, heavy weights and put it in one place. And if they did not ask them to bring it back, they would feel as if they have accomplished something. And they would feel very happy. But the whole objective is to make them feel sad. So you know what they used to do? They used to ask them, okay, you did the thing here, right? Take it and put it back there again. So by the time they finished the whole work, they said, this is punishment. You know what God was telling them? Go around, come back and sleep in your house. What happened? Nothing. Go around, come back, and sit in your house. What happened? Nothing. You see nothing, but you still do the same thing over and over and over and over. That is what is what we call as waiting. Waiting. Does it work? And there's waiting. And finally, if you do the working and the waiting, the fi- final thing is victory. Winning. There's only win when there's a work and there's a wait. Finally, there'll be a victory. If there's no two, no two things, the final thing will not happen. You see, the armed men been before. The trumpets, the rear guard, and the ark in the middle. And what were they doing? Just going around the camp, accomplishing ostensibly Nothing. You know what? It is not, God was not working on the people in Jericho. They will not change. Are, where, where was God working? God was working in the hearts of His own people. The armed men. What is armed men? It's, it's been the prepared men, the equipped men. How do we get equi- equipped? Second, second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. We know this very well. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and instruction and righteousness. Then a man of God may be complete and what? Thoroughly equipped. Equipped. And what were they? They were armed, not boys. They were armed men. So how do you become an armed man? Ephesians chapter 4. And he himself gave some what? Apostles, prophets and evangelists. So that... You become edified. And you become strengthened. You see? And what should you believe in? What are you, what are you being taught? You are being taught only one thing. Trust in two things every day of your life. Trust in one thing is the blood of Jesus. Second, the word of God. The blood of Jesus and the word of God. These are the two cleansing agents. The blood of Jesus and the word of God. Every day we need to breathe the blood. Because every day we fall every day we need to get cleansed by the blood and be sanctified for the, sanctified by the word and by equipped by the word exactly what is happening every day blood of jesus and the word of god blood of jesus and the word of god after that who went the priests we are all the priests right what what, what are we what are the priests supposed to do they were supposed to blow uh, blow the horns what are they supposed to what what does it mean in the new covenant first Peter chapter 2 verse 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may what? Proclaim the praises of him who brought you from darkness into marvelous light. How did he bring you? By the blood of Jesus and by the word of God. By the blood of Jesus and by the word of God. And what does the ark stand for? What is there on the mercy seat in heaven? What is there on the mercy seat? His own blood. And what are you supposed to do? Guard the testimony of Christ. Guard the testimony of Christ and ensure that the blood of Jesus is always respected and not abused. You know what it does? It will intercede, you, intercede for you forever. By one sacrifice, he has what? Perfected forever those who are being sanctified by one sacrifice. And what does the rear guard stand for? The rear guard stands for all those people who are weak in their flesh, who can't walk. And what are you supposed to do? Carry them with you. Carry them with you. Remember in the Amalekites? Whom did they attack? They attacked all the stragglers and the weak people. You know what he says? Go and stand before behind the weak people and support them. And how, do, how are the weak people cleansed? They are also cleansed by the blood of Jesus and by the word of God. By the blood of Jesus and by the word of God. What are they seeing? They are seeing the crimson red. Every time they go around the circle, they come back and they see the crimson red. The crimson red, that that rope is not just for rehab. It is also for me. Every day I need to believe in the blood. I need to believe in the word. For cleansing and for sanctification. For cleansing and for sanctification. Then what happens? Joshua chapter 6. Now Joshua had commanded the people saying, you shall not shout. For six days, don't open your mouth. Means what? Come under the complete control. You know what it says, the tongue is like a what? It's like, a <laughs> that is one thing you cannot tame. Horses can be tamed. Whales can be tamed. Dolphins can be tamed. The tongue. No way. Rudders turn the entire ship. Even your tongue turns your entire life. So what should you do? Shut your mouth. Don't speak. Don't speak for seven days. Give that mouth completely to the control of Jesus. Completely to the control of Jesus. For how many days? Six days. And what happens on the seventh day? They shouted and the walls fell flat. Except one part. Where? Where was the? Where the thread was still they were all saved. Let me tell you this my dear brothers and sisters. There's only two cleansing agents in the Bible. You know what, that, what, what it is? It is the blood of Jesus and the word of God. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. And the word of God sanctifies us so that we don't sin. The blood of Jesus speaks on our behalf and says, you know what? God, he is righteous. He is righteous. He speaks righteousness for me stands in my defense and says he is righteous, Lord. Just see that blood and forgive him. You know what the word of God says? Lord, equip them so so that from next time onwards they will not sin. Let let convictions begin to form in their lives so that they'll be strong and equipped and they will overcome sin. And one fine day, one shout. You know what will happen? The walls will collapse and how did they walk? Straightly. Into the promised land. Tell me the most difficult, difficult city to be won in the promised land. You know what it was? Jericho. God is unlike our professors. They start with the simplest problem and go to the toughest. You know what Jesus starts with? Toughest problem. What was the toughest problem to solve? Death. So what did he do? Defeated death. Defeated death on the cross. He defeated death. So this morning, even as we come to the table, we have the emblems. The bread which is broken. And the, and the blood which was shed. And even as we receive those two elements by faith, let us judge ourselves and say, Lord, create in me a heart that will search for you. So that I can see. Create in me a heart that will search for you, Lord. Create in me a heart that will be willing. Create in me a heart, Lord, that will be a servant, will say, Lord, whatever you say, I will do. And if and some of you are not born again. Believe. Only those who are born again will understand the word, nobody else. So even as we come to the table this morning, I'll ask Pastor James to come and lead us. And Peter, we'll sing that song. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. Hallelujah. Jericho represents the world.
1: Babylon. It fell on the seventh day. We are on the sixth day. It's almost over. Jericho is about to fall. And when Jericho falls, see that you are on the right side. Not in Jericho, outside Jericho. Not in Babylon, outside Babylon. So God's word to his people in the book of Revelation is, Come out of her. And the walls fall. Walk of faith is very boring. So you have to do the same things over and over again. It's all accomplished on the work of Christ. That is Abel. What did they do for seven days, Anusha? They walked. What did they do for seven days? They worked. What did they do for seven days? They waited. Enoch walked. Noah worked. And Abraham waited. That's all he did. Hundred years he waited. It's all there in scripture. It's all there. What do we do? We walk with God. We work the God wants us to do. And we wait. And one day the whole thing will collapse. Bible says in one hour. Babylon will collapse. You see the cracks happening. (laughs) In the spiritual realm. Nobody saw that. The walls, the cracks were coming. And boom, the whole thing fell. You see around the world the cracks are happening. Okay. They're happening. When have you ever heard about an entire town in Canada burning because of the heat wave? Literally burned. Nothing left. 22,000 hectares. Gone. You know what the temperature in the province in Canada was? 48 degrees. Hyderabad has not reached that. What is God trying to tell us? The cracks... It's cracking, it's opening up. The whole world is in a mess. Nature is out of God. Said there'll be signs in heaven, signs on earth. The hearts of men shall fail. Babylon is about to crash. Don't put your hopes and time and energy in this world. Put it in the world that is coming. Okay. Last night we were looking at <laughs> one of the questions was about presumptuous sins. We presume a lot of things. And in the answer, the question came from Australia. One of the things Spurgeon says about that is that in the old covenant, there was forgiveness for sins which you commit because of ignorance. There was no atonement for presumptuous sins. But he says, the presumption sin of the church of Christians is their ignorance. They choose to be ignorant about the things of God. You have the Bible. There's nobody here who cannot read except the baby sitting over here. In your own language, everybody can read. The Spirit of God is given as a teacher. But when you choose not to know the things of God, it is a sin of presumption. And God says, you know what? When judgment comes, there's no atonement for that. You know math, you know physics, you know chemistry, you know biology, you know everything. But you don't know your word. You know why? Because you choose not to know. Choose not to know. And there is no atonement for that. There is no atonement for that. If you are willing. God is willing. God is willing to teach us. God didn't send us. God sent his spirit to teach us. That is the awesome thing about God. God sent his holy spirit. And he said you know what. He will teach you all. Not interested, he will teach you all this. Are we interested? Are we interested? Peter says, If the righteous themselves will scarcely make it, what about those who don't believe? Those who don't obey. You think God's son's death on the cross was a joke? It's a pastime for God. Be serious. Be very, very serious. I don't give much time unless God's patience gives us much The only reason we will get time is because God is patient and long-suffering. Other than that, I don't see time. Much time left. Okay. After some time, you know what God does? He just... Pastor soul. I like that thing about Jericho. Only three people you know about Jericho. One is Rehab, a harlot. Another is a tax collector. Another is a beggar. Three people saved from Jericho. Three people saved from Jericho. A harlot, a prostitute, a tax collector, a condemned man in the world, and a beggar. Three people. What about the educated and the smart ones? Let them die in their sins. Because they are not worthy of the gospel a harlot, a tax collector and a blind beggar called Bachelors it's good to be one of these three I it will cause you to cry out to Jesus I need you I believe the greatest blindness which we all go through is that we don't see our need for God <laughs> you can't be more blinder than that can't be more blinder than that So this morning when we go to the communion, the emblems are right there. You know why he gave it? Because we need him. We need him. Where are we going to go without him? So, as we go to communion, I will read. Uh, Peter, can we sing us one? And can I have the elders coming? You have two pastors. One is who sweats. And the other who doesn't want the fan. <laughs> but both teach the same word. I said we have two pastors, one who needs the fan, one who doesn't need the fan. There
0: Come. Is a with blood, from name.
1: I think we have Dr. Richard.
0: Be the fool. Lose all the guilty stains. Lose all the guilty stains.
1: Lose all
0: the guilty stains. And say,
1: to table. We need to ask ourselves is my heart like Jericho? Nothing can come in. Nothing can go out. The word cannot come in and the world won't go out. That's Jericho. The word doesn't come in and the world will not go out. We need to ask ourselves. And there's only one way, the blood. It's only one household that was Saved in Jericho. Which was tightly shut. One family alone. You know why? Because well, that family believed in the blood. And today we are coming to the blood. The body and the blood of the Lord. And if you are in Jericho today. You still can be saved. Believe in the blood. Believed in the. Lord's own sacrifice. And when the walls come down. You will be safe. Father, this morning we just come to you, Lord. We heard your word. Oh, Lord, we do not want to be like Jericho. We want to be like your people outside Jericho. One day you said the meek will inherit the earth. It will not believe to this, belong to the smart, the arrogant, the proud, the lazy. It will belong to the meek. Because the meek could be taught. The meek could be guided by the spirit. So today father. Even as we partake of these emblems. Teach us to be meek and lowly like you. To be teachable Lord. Let the very emblems of your death. Cause change within us. Because it is written. If we take it in the right manner it will make us well it will make us strong and it will awaken us let it happen lord to everyone who partakes of it by faith to that end i come with this in jesus name amen. amen father this morning we just come to you lord Help us to come to you as little children to their parents. Trusting you. The simplicity of faith. Putting our trust only in the blood. The thread is still red. At the end of the day when eternity begins. Everyone who crosses over will know they crossed over only because of the blood. And the blood alone. Nothing else. Because of the blood. And even today, Lord, we plead the blood. The blood. We plead before thee and say, Lord, cleanse us for our ignorance of the word. For our presumption. What a lack of zeal. Our powerless prayer lives. Oh Father, have mercy. Have mercy, Lord. We are right here on the fourth day of the second half 2021. Help us, Lord. Help us. Help us to change. We don't want to perish with Jericho. We don't want to perish with this world. For judgment over Babylon is already set. We want to be with the redeemed. Those who were redeemed from Jericho by the blood. Cleanse us, sanctify us, strengthen us, cause us to change. Touch us, Lord. We truly will be able to say the latter half of the year was better than the former. Touch, Lord, touch. All things are possible with thee, Lord. All things are possible with whom who believes. Help us to believe in you. For it is the goodness of God that causes us to repent. And keep repenting and keep changing. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Come with the church into thy hands. New week, new month. Go with us, Lord. Go before us. Help us to walk with you. Help us to do the work of faith. And help us to wait. For the one who promised is faithful. If you said I am going. To prepare a place for you. And I am coming back. You will come back. Help us to wait. For our redemption. Draw us near. Thank you Father. Thank you Lord. We praise you. We worship you. We glorify you Lord. For in Jesus name we pray. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Rest and abide with each one of us. Amen, Amen, Amen.